Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In Clara's life, the personal and political are intertwined. She lives with her parents on the outskirts of Sao Paulo, that is slowly being taken over by organized crime. As her mother becomes a congressman in Brasilia, her family moves to the federal district. There, Clara feels her mother's life's increasingly imperiled. She descends into a spiral of self-destruction in which suffering has a life force. Estasy is an immersive exploration of the agony and paradoxical pleasure of anorexia set against the backdrop of the chaotic political landscape of Brazil in the 1990s. The film is both deeply personal journey as well as a collective story of young women and their attempts to control the brutal world around them. Director Moara Passoni, co-writer and associate producer of the Oscar-nominated documentary The Edge of Democracy, puts fiction, delirium, and reality in a conflicting symbiotic relationship. The film is amazing. Estesi is a remarkable film, and I'm so honored to have with us the director, Moara Passoni. Welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. It's my pleasure to be here and talking to you today, really. This film is so layered. There's so many things going on, and I think we, we have to kind of talk about the top line of that sort of layering, which is this blend of fiction and nonfiction in the film. What inspired you to take this approach to telling this story? Yeah, sure. This is a very important question. Uh, there is something about anorexia that you really, uh, there's a tension between reality and delirium. And the more you enter anorexia, uh, the more you get into this, like this connection with reality. Uh, if I can uh, quote, I mean, uh, this film is based on my own experience with anorexia, but also with some women with whom I've been researching for like more than one year, uh, their own experiences, and they gave me their journals. Uh, and also there's one of them, we became so close that she was with me until the last moments of filming, uh, like, and also working a little bit on the screenplay and etc. Just that to say that the film brings this perspective from who suffers anorexia, right? So the idea is really to humanize this character and, and uh, bring the audience, it's an invitation for the audience so they can understand a little bit what is to be in this mindset of uh, at least my experience with anorexia. And uh, I, I like to quote Marguerite Duhas, that's a French writer and filmmaker uh, that, that is also an important influence in this film. Uh, when her character in Hiroshima Munamu, Hiroshima, my love, yes, right? Um, she says that when she had the experience of craziness, of madness, when she was in that experience, everything would make sense. When she's outside of that, it's very hard to access what happened to her into that experience. And I think it's quite similar to anorexia. Like it's somehow you enter a mindset and it's so, and you start losing somehow this connection with reality. And I really wanted to, to be able to bring this delirium that is in anorexia. Also, because I think it's important in this paradox between like 
somehow it gives you a lot of pleasure. And this is the danger of the experience too. Uh, and if you, in my opinion, if you don't understand that, it's hard even to get someone out of the, the, this condition of this disease. Uh, so for me, that was really, really important. How are people seeing this girl? But, I'll, but most important than that in this film was how this girl perceives her own world and the world around her. So that's a little bit of me. And you introduce that through the narration, through the reading of the diary. I, uh, and there's things about that bringing us into that experience. I will just say anecdotally that um, someone very close to me uh, is anorexic or, and I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. She is no long, she's not currently in that mm -hmm. state, um, mm -hmm. if that's the right way. Yeah. But do you, I watched her go through this. I feel like it's a lot about power and control. Absolutely. Power over, it's power over your own body. You're sort of in, in terms of, you're willing your body to a certain point. And also it gives you this, I would assume, and I'm um, projecting here a little, uh, this sense of control over the world, not just of your own body. Absolutely. That I think uh, there is a key point also in the film that the reality around me was so unstable that I started trying to control the only thing I could control that was my body. And there is a dimension of pleasure in that control because you start feeling almost like a superhero when you feel you have such control of your reality and it's really like somehow a reaction to a world that's so unstable and so uncertain that it kind of gives you a north if it makes sense yeah well and i also would assume from that dynamic that you just described and that is when people are telling you to stop what you're doing and how you're treating yourself, it is seen as a threat to your power, right? And to your control, right? It's not seen as something as necessarily maybe something of a better choice for you, but certainly a threat to your own control and power. No, absolutely. I think like the, this control is an answer to a society that's all the time trying to control you. So the tricky thing is that you respond control with con more control. So it's as if you are refusing this control over you. So everyone that tries to, to tell you what to do, you're just like pushing very far away from you because it's, it's exactly a little bit what caused you. And like you are so masterful in this idea of controlling yourself. And it's somehow... This is the problem because anorexia, there is so many paradoxes, but you feel free when you control yourself so much. Right. Uh, I, I'm talking about these paradoxes only because I think if we don't understand all these dimensions, again, it's very hard to take someone out of this condition. Thank you for those a wonderful, beautiful answer. Um, but I want to step back and say this film is about Clara and she is going through what we anorexia. She's living through this and it is also a political parable. It is about Brazil, about the, I go back to the 1963-64 American-led coup military takeover of Brazil, which started so many things in motion because at that time, Brazil had a budding democracy beginning to really take hold. And the United States 
with the support of the United States, the military took over the, the country and set it on a very different path. And, and in that dynamic, the people who were involved in this lost their power and were brutalized for that. And so it's also about that. It's also about a young woman trying to figure her, her life out, her relationship with her mother. There are so many things in this film. Take any thread of what I'm just talking about and, and, and talk in your own terms of, of, of what you were hoping to accomplish. Is, am I correct in my assessment of what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. I think, I mean, it's my, my own experience. Uh, it's very hard in my own experience in biography, like it's very hard to separate politics and intimacy uh, because I was growing up in this community where um, like my mom was a, an activist, right? From social movements. But the tricky thing is she was, because the house was invaded by the dictatorship, she had to go out and fight against dictatorship. So I didn't have my mom at home. And somehow it was very like, my mom is a lovely person and she's full of love, but I had a hard time, of course, as a child understanding this love that somehow, somehow love for so many people, this condition that, uh, okay, there will be happiness or there will, there will be freedom and there will be justice if it can be for the whole community, for, for, the, for everyone. And of course, that child, I could not understand that even more in a, in a dictatorship context, right? So, but there is also a dimension of that thing that is uh, like dictatorship tries to control you, right? And it's, it starts suffocating you. And again, something that tries to like, in terms of subjectivity, I think what I was trying to do also is like investigate what is this, uh, what does this like, so close, so this proximity with dictatorship and power can produce in this little girl. Uh, and of course, like when she goes to Brasilia, even more in the story, like she gets in touch with this other way of making politics. That is a, a, a way of making politics that's very different from the community and very alienated from the community somehow. Uh, and that's a, a power game there. That I mean, somehow it's very crazy what is happening today. I would never imagine, because I started making this film years ago, and I wouldn't imagine that when the film would be released, the situation of Brasilia would be so uh, impressively tense and somehow anorexic. I was thinking about that, actually, that the release, apparent release of Lula from prison, right? He was just recently in yeah. the chances that he might run. Uh, I'm introducing a whole nother level of political discussion here, but I, I just know that right now Brazil is at a very, very an inflection point. Some people like to say that, that, that they're at a point now where the future is up for grabs in Brazil. I think like what we are watching is, we talk a little bit about that in the edge of democracy, but I think like we are watching more and more the social fabric of Brazil transform, being transformed radically. The feeling I have is that I'm not sure I know the Brazil we have now. It's very different also from what I, I, I grew up knowing yeah. because uh, there are new elements into that. But okay, can you repeat your question? 
No, I didn't even have a question. I was just commenting on the idea of, you know, what's going on in Brazil right now and how this film comes along at a time when obviously the politics of ecstasy is an important part of the, the telling the story. It's the history. And also it feels like in some way it is a call to people of Brazil to understand better what has happened and hopefully a, a way forward if that is a fair yeah, way. Totally. totally. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. Somehow like it's a portrait of what happens to politics when it loses community. Uh, when it is in the key of this individualism and power for power and violence that we have going on now in Brazil. Uh, I used to, like, I, in the beginning, I like it to say that somehow I saw anorexia as a tragic mirror of our world. And somehow I feel that about anorexia and what is going on in Brazil right now. In Brazil. I'd like to talk about the relationship you have with the actress the actor mm -hmm. in the film, mm -hmm. and that you had been following her for a period of, I believe, about 10 years, over a period of 10 years? No, I was, I was making the film during 10 years. Oh, and oh then sorry. There is one of, like, uh, because I have an actress and I have a real person, right? So uh, this real person was working with me on the screenplay and, and also, like, when I was filming during those 10 years. Uh, but I didn't follow her like during 10, like I followed her, but not with the camera. Gotcha. Her. Uh, okay. Also because like there is some, something that I, I think this point is very important that the anorexic body, when it's in this stage of anorexia that's so extreme, it becomes a, a kind of spectacle. And for me, there is so much prejudice uh, and such, such a, there's a stigma around anorexia. That's very hard when you see an anorexic body, like try to understand what's going on with that person because the spectacle is just so strong that reaches you and stops dialogue. So for me, it was very important to not show this condition in that radical stage all the time uh, because in my idea, we would not be able to really understand her, her, her like it's as if, transforming her into something that we cannot understand somehow that's so distant and so morbid that we have some attraction towards that body, but we can't really understand what's going on in that body. And also because, I mean, I think as this hysteria, it's a pain that's so strong that's made physical, it's made concrete on your body. And dealing with that pain is hard. And also for the spectator. And I wanted to be able to invite the spectator of humanize the character yeah. beyond the spectacle. There's so many humanizing things in the film uh, mm -hmm. for what, we're, what we watch um, her go through, particularly the relationship with her mother, right? Mm -hmm. She, we see at the very beginning, the photo of the woman standing in front of the armed military on the horses. Uh, and it's your mom and you are, you are the baby that's uh, yes. very close to being born in it. And your description of the of the physical impact of trauma, of, of stress on the body, it sets up, it's, it happens to be true, but it sets up so much of the story moving forward. And that relationship with your mom or the, the mom in the film. And I, I, I loved the way that her, her mother was 
was was always trying to see her as a, a person and not as a sort of the condition she was in, sort of mm -hmm. see her and sort of hopefully keep the door open for her to walk through it moving mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. Am I being fair in that relationship? Is it? Yes. Yeah, totally. I think like this scene for me was very, was very important. And like it came up into the film very early in the beginning, the scene of the mom, like in front of the, the horses and this, like the voiceover that we listen in that moment. And like that, that's a little bit of what I was saying before, this idea that, okay, this mother is like, her house was invaded with, by dictatorship. What does she have? Like, she has to, to go against that. And you have to, at the same time, like it's overwhelming, but you are trying to survive. You are trying to, to really like create life, right? And right. life conditions to more people. And, and somehow like, and there is the thing about like, okay, it's, it's violent too, because what is feeding you is also producing a lot of turbulence, right? Uh, I don't know if I could express myself well, but I think I could at least give some tips. Yeah. <laughs> I want to remind our listeners that we are talking with Moara Passoni, the director of Estesi. The uh, film will be premiering, its US premiere will be at MoMA on the Doc Fortnight 2021 series. Yes, it's an amazing film. I, 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 how else can I put it? You can go to the website and I'll spell it out, E-X-T-A-S-E. F-I-L-M-E film, that's F-I-L-M-E dot com to find out more about this incredible enterprise and the feedback. Have you, has this film screened in, in Brazil? Have you screened it? I know it's premiering here in the United States, but who has seen it and what has the feedback been on the film? Yeah, the film, like it premiered in CPH Docs last year uh, in the, the competi com competitive. That was the first festival that went online. So since the beginning, <laughs> I'm showing the film in this virtual condition. What for me is really crazy because somehow it is similar. This isolation and virtual condition is so similar to the character of the film. But anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, that's something. But uh, so that said, what is interesting is each country the film goes, uh, people from different parts of the country, they write me on Instagram or sometimes Facebook uh, saying that they watched the film and several times they say, oh, my friend, have, uh, she has this condition or I had this condition. So I had several reactions of people writing to me because they somehow recognized their own experience. Uh, some people also say, oh, you should, do, do you know that this film can help people I mean, uh, so I had different reactions in this social media communication. And then the film, so, but I, I never, I've never been in a theater with the film. What for me is quite crazy because as a filmmaker, I really want to be able to experience what the audience is experience, right? Because it that teaches you so much about what you did. And also it's such an intimate film that this connection like with people around you that you don't know, make, make bring you questions that you don't pose when you're watching it alone. I'm saying that because I had one uh, exhibition of the film when we are closing the, the editing. But then the film came to Brazil, like it traveled several festivals and came to Brazil. 
And yeah, like I, I was kind of afraid about how people would understand the politics of the film because like I don't try to simplify, right? I try to, to bring questions more than, yeah. than simplify or explain anything. But that was quite impressive that how people understood and understood, of course, like as it's an open uh, piece of work, I think each person identifies with different things in the film and it touches people in different levels. Uh, but also in this level of politics, and there was even like an interview I did in Brazil only uh, talking about anorexia and dictatorship that for me was even like something like I never had, I had never formulated in that such specific way. I was thinking about politics and power, <laughs> but of course, like this violence of the dictatorship is what invaded this, this mother and this community and I mean what make the dissolution of the connections that then this girl dives into and in the isolation should yeah. develop the next there's a dream-like quality to the film <clears throat> that it feels and i'm going to just uh, wanted to compliment your uh, director of photography uh, janice davila who did an, an amazing job it's so beautiful to look at this film and I love the use of close-ups in this film. I, there's so many tight shots, but there's a lot of there's a lot of very beautiful shots in the film. Uh, the uh, shots of the architecture of uh, Brasilia mm -hmm. is beautiful, and that whole uh, that whole analogy of the architecture in relation to the country and the relationships um, that it symbolizes i thought that part of the film was just absolutely great wonderful and there's just so many things about it do you have another hour i can just tell you how much i, I love the movie and working with petra petra costa who uh, directed the edge of democracy and also with david lynch and leaky lee who the music that's another aspect of it it's beautiful just oh my god so yeah, just to, to specify because we have one music of david lynch david lynch and like leaky not the few, not, not right. all the, because right. I was working with right. uh, a uh, sound designer oh, that yes. brought much of the sounds too. Thank uh, you. So it's a, it's a, in a specific moment when we have uh, David Lynch and Bigley music. Yeah. And that was a, a very, like, I don't know, that was, it's the only moment in the film that we can listen a music with lyrics. Yeah. All the other, like, all the other moments are, uh, we are in this world of music, but without lyrics well you're you're the the original score was ishmael uh, pinkler let's uh, let uh, yes. people know about that and then your sound design is that cecilia cecilia chagno cecilia chagno yeah yes. it was just again the sound the imagery the cinematography everything about this film um i am awed by your accomplishment here it's beautiful and uh, i hope when the time comes when that happens, you'll come back and join us again. I look forward to it. No, I hope I, I'm the date for coming back is in May. So I hope I can go there and visit you and kind of have a coffee too in person and talk more. Well, we're here on the West Coast. So if there's folks out here, <laughs> but I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for your time and for this film. Moara Passoni. Thank you very much for, for being here today on Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. It was my pleasure. And thank you for the questions. It's really, it's a, it's really great opportunity to discuss the film and having this opportunity.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.